from the CSI Today News Desk at the College of Staten Island. Welcome to the CSI Today Talks Podcast with your hosts, David Pizzuto and Terry Manns. The CSI Today Talks Podcast is your connection to the College of Staten Island with the newsmakers that make it happen. From world-renowned faculty and staff, dynamic students, and community leaders, stay connected to CSI with CSI Today Talks. And now, here is your host, Terry Mayers. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the CSI Today Talks podcast on CSIToday.com or from wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. This is Terry Mayers, co-host of CSI Today Talks, here to bring you the latest episode, Season 2, Episode 13. Today we're talking with Joanne Holland, Associate Director of the Center for Career and Professional Development at CSI. Before we get to Joanne, we want to remind you to make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. Co-host David Pizzuto and I will look to bring you new episodes often. Like this episode coming up, all of our episodes are available via our archive on anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, from our website at www.csitoday.com, or from wherever you found us today. So let's get right into it. Thanks for joining us today, Joanne. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Terry? Pretty good, thanks. Well, first of all, why don't we start off with you providing a little bit of information about yourself, your tenure at CSI and your responsibilities in your current position. Okay, so I have a kind of a long history here at the College of Staten Island. I actually came here, you know, in, I think, 1998 when the, the campus was fairly new, and I worked here as an adjunct in counseling, because that is my field, and did some adjunct counseling for mental health and addiction. And then our Vice President Carol Jackson at the time was bringing a new program to the college called, it's, today it's called CUNY EDGE, but it was formerly known as the COPE program. And I managed that program for a couple of years, and then in about 2002 or 2003, uh, there was an opening here in the Career Center, and I had always been sort of interested in counseling and then career counseling. So I applied for that. I came over here as an assistant director and originally started working on scholarships, fellowships, and graduate school opportunities. Mm -hmm. At that time, that was connected to our career center and then uh, eventually became an associate director providing the full range of services that we do for students. So I've been here quite a while and it's been, uh, you know, a very sort of interesting time. So uh, that's where I remain today. So I've been here in the Career Center since about, full-time, since about 2002 to now. You mentioned the Career Center, and why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about the services that the Center offers, uh, students and alumni as well. Yes. So under the director of Carol Watkins, who of course is our director. We oversee and we provide some of the following services to all of our students and to our alumni as well. We work with students on providing a year-by-year individualized career plan, and by that I mean every year there are certain milestones that we like to see students accomplish on their way to their career choices when they graduate. You know, career planning really starts in your first year. Um, and 
those are really the important years. The, the final year in college, I think, is really just about exercising those transactional activities like job fairs and interviews and all that. So we do the individualized career plan, of, and we provide career readiness assessments and surveys for students to help them uh, get a handle on maybe what careers they may be interested in, what matches with their personality and skills. We encourage students to do exploration on different careers and research on what is trending in the labor market. More recently, because things have, have begun to change, I think, in career services, and in the labor market as well, self-brand development is something that we are really emphasizing these days. How do you think of yourself and your personal identity that's unique to you? And of course, this is what LinkedIn talks about all the time. Then, you know, resume and cover letter reviews and development that has been an ongoing issue in career centers since I don't, you know, since the beginning of time, it seems. Internship development, we do advisement and helping students in every step of the way to acquire an internship in their field of choice. We do employment consultation. We work with students to help them get that job that they work so hard for in, in school. We wish we were a job search firm. We're not. Okay. So we do work with some employers, but we work with students to develop the skills so that they can be competitive for employment. Professional networking, we have done uh, job fairs, both on campus and virtual, employer presentations, internship recruiting events, all those kinds of events that help students with networking and soft skill development interviewing and, and public speaking, skill development, and then, of course, experiential and work-based learning, which we have a long history in our center of doing. And finally, I may be leaving some things out, but we do consultation with faculty and staff, collaboration and consultation on events in the classroom and outside of the classroom that help prepare students for their career launch. And this year we've sort of added a new thing. We're doing some training for some departments on campus and training career peer educators and coaches to get out there and reach more students, particularly after COVID. We're trying to rein in more students, so we think that, uh, you know, training some other departments, they've expressed an interest in this, and training them to do basic kind of career coaching with students I think will be very helpful. So that's pretty much the services that we offer here. Of course, we do that through a number of things, individual appointments, group appointments, you know, walk-in appointments. We sort of do the roving resume thing where we will bring our services to students, whether we go to a campus center, the library, other areas on campus, so that we have sort of many units all over the campus. We want to bring our services to students where they are, if that's better for them and helpful for them in using career services. So I hope that answers your question. <laughs> That's a very impressive list. Yeah. Now, considering all of what you just mentioned, what do you see as the most critical area or areas of need for CSI students in their career planning and job search? I'll take that one at a time. First of all, you know, the career services is going through, I think, lots of changes, dramatic changes, and I think that's COVID has been a catalyst for that, mm -hmm. so that, 
you know, we've had to change in relation to the labor market changing. And so in terms of career planning, I think that it's critical to students is to make informed decisions about career choices. And I'm stressing informed because many students come in and their choices are based on things that they may like, things that very well-meaning family members may be talking to them about, mm-hmm. um, you know, things that they may see in the media as interesting. But it's really important that students make an informed choice by that, by researching and thinking about different areas and thinking about what might be a good fit for them. So we have a, a bit of a formula for that. So, you know, knowledge of yourself, knowledge of the institution that you're attending and understanding what kinds of majors there are here. And some students really don't know the breadth of the kinds of majors that are here at CSI, and knowledge of careers. I think it's important that students know enough about themselves, certainly enough about the institution and what it has to offer, and enough about careers. There's lots of research that they can do. They can come and speak with us. Once they can follow that formula, I think they have a good chance of doing a career planning process that's going to work for them as they move forward. So that's what I think is critical in career planning. I think when it comes to job search, I think career readiness, which we define as helping students develop all the skills that they need Mm -hmm. to successfully transition to the workplace under the auspices of career readiness, there are certain skills that students should be working and developing in their four years here so that I think job planning becomes, you know, a challenge to know enough about yourself and to have acquired the skills that help you to be as competitive as you possibly can when interviewing for employment and jobs. Now, interviewing, you know, recruiters and interviewing in and of itself is going through a lot of changes. And again, I think that COVID has been a catalyst to that. You know, years ago, interviews were very kind of structured and I would say a little bit cookie cutter where the same questions were asked. But today, I think interviewers and recruiters are looking for different things in students than they were previously. I think, honestly, recruiting and interviewing uh, 10 or 15 years ago, I think people began to see that the process that they were using was not bringing them the talent that they wanted. So thankfully, there's been a shift in that. And so I think that what's important in job planning and job uh, search process is to be able to do something that I think LinkedIn talks about, you know, kind of developing a self-brand, knowing what you are that is uniquely you, and being able to share that in an interview Uh, in, I think, a very organic way. And by that I mean, I think when students are over-rehearsed or they have a script in their head about what they should say, that comes across in an interview as too planned, too over-rehearsed. So what recruiters are looking for today are those soft skill developments in addition to certainly the skills that one needs for the job that you're applying for. Mm -hmm. And by that I mean... Do you know enough about yourself? Do you know what your values are? Do you know what kind of drives you and motivates you 
in the world? What are your passions? And outside of careers, what are your passions as a person? What are the things that are meaningful to you in your life? What skills do you have? What do you do better than other people? What are what we sometimes call what are your superpowers? And then what do you have to offer the company or the institution rather than thinking about what they can offer you? So I think that this is probably a critical area in terms of of job search and one that we're trying to shift into that focus of, again, uh, working with students to really have more self-development knowledge, self-reflection, so that when they are interviewing, it's really talking about who they are and what they know about themselves. This hasn't changed. I think in an interview, there are two things that recruiters are looking for. They're looking to see how, how well a student knows themselves. Okay. And they're looking for a way to connect to them. And those two areas, I think, can certainly be about the skills that you need to do the job, but also what are you bringing as a whole person to that company and that institution. And I think really COVID, post-COVID, that's become a very, very critical factor in a recruiters choosing or selecting candidates for positions. So I hope that answers the question. I think those are some of the, the areas that I think are critical for students. And certainly, if I could just add a part of the job search critical to that, is internship acquisition and being able to complete internships, and more than that, apprenticeships. Mm-hmm. I think uh, co-op programs, if you can find them around, and also work-based learning experiences, that kind of trying on the world of work, being exposed to the culture of professional work environment, I think is uh, really informs students' skills and their abilities and allows them to become, I think, much more competitive in the job market. And I would imagine that uh, all of those programs that you just mentioned there would be good for networking as well and possibly getting a foot in the door professionally and getting a paying position. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, we often say to students here that internships, work-based learning, apprenticeship, it drives your job search because if you are a good intern and you're performing well in a work-based learning, you know, opportunity, why are you going to go outside of of that circle if you have people that have worked with you and for you and have contributed to the company or the institution in a good way. So it's just smart business in that way. And so those become critical, critical factors, I think, in students becoming much more competitive for the jobs that they're applying for. We see some students and they have nice resumes, they've done you know, a lot of things on campus, but there's no substitution in today's market for internships and work-based learning experience. I think it really is a game changer in terms of having hiring power. All right, Joanne, you've touched upon some of the challenges that students face right now in their career planning. Are there any other things that are out there that are holding them back? Well, I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention, you know, the sort of elephant in the global room here, which (laughs) is is COVID, you know, Mm -hmm. and certainly students we all were impa- have been impacted by a global man-made trauma. And so I think that 
COVID in some ways has helped recruiters to look at job search and students in a different way. But in terms of how it has impacted students, I think that many of them seem like they stopped right in their tracks. Mm-hmm. You know, And these are young people, for the most part, who had some kind of a plan going on, and all of a sudden, you know, everything stopped. And so a lot of students, uh, I think, continue to feel a bit stunned by everything. They uh, are having issues of adjusting back to being on campus or using hybrid models. Certainly, the world of career services has changed to take on much more of a virtual presence. And I think, you know, interviewing virtually uh, brings a whole other set of skills with them. But I think for the most part, this is where I see careers as being a combination of both, you know, knowing the self and then knowing the skills and knowing the whole career piece, that you can't be successful in interviewing and in doing a job search when you have felt so diminished by what's happened that your confidence is at risk and you don't feel like you have the kind of support and safety that you had prior to COVID. So we're all working hard here at the college to try to help students, to try to restore them, to provide some kind of social capital for them and support and a feeling of safety and grounding so that they can kind of take up where they left off before COVID and bring along with that some of the things, valuable lessons that we've all learned from COVID. So I see students improving. I think the more we see them, the more we provide some kind of encouragement for them. We provide them with good skill development. I think that hopefully we'll all move on to a better place. So I think the mission we all have here at CSI. Let's turn to a couple of other topics as far as preparedness for students to enter the job market, career readiness, and also integrated career counseling. Could you discuss each of those a little bit, please? Yeah, career readiness, of course, comes from an idea that's put forth by NACE, which is the National Association of Colleges and Employers. It's a standard bearer in our field in career counseling. And, and so they came up with the idea that, again, career readiness is, really providing students with all of those skills that so they can successfully transition from a student to a young professional and they have the skills to build that bridge from a student to the workplace. And there are eight skills that they talk about. I, I won't go into all of them, but I do think that the big change in the whole idea of career readiness is that we want to begin to ask students, are they career ready? Mm-hmm. And we also want to be able to ask and hope that and support faculty and staff in asking those questions to students too. Are you career ready? Do you have the skills that can take you from being a student to being a young professional in the workplace? And there's eight of them. The one that I think probably impresses me most, and it's part of what I call, this is my phrase, integrated uh, career counseling, is that Freud said, you know, pardon me for bringing up Freud, but Freud said, you know, work and love bring us our humanity. And I'm a firm believer that both those areas need to be part of good career counseling, that students have to know who they are, 
They have to be self-reflective. They have to sort of understand themselves so that when they speak about themselves, it's very organic. It flows from their internal selves. And so that, I think, along with having that body of transactional skills, like a good resume, a good cover letter, interviewing skills, salary negotiation, uh, networking with employers, that's all informed by how well someone knows what they have to offer. And what I mean by that is that when you're writing a cover letter, you can go online and you can cut and paste a million cookie-cutter cover letters. But cover letters have become almost more important than resumes today because a cover letter is an opportunity for someone to share in their cover letter what I like to call uh, professionally personal. So there's enough in that cover letter that talks about who you are as a unique person so that it grabs the interest of the recruiter. And so good cover letters don't get you anything but the recruiter wanting to look at your resume. And good resumes don't get you the job, but they get you the good interview. And so through that, I think there's an integration of self-development, self-knowledge, and also bringing with that a subset of skills, resume, cover letter development, being able to interview in a sort of honest, authentic way. And again, not being overly honest. By that I mean there's a way to be professionally personal, that you share enough about yourself so that people understand who you are without having to tell your whole life story in an interview. And we, I work with students here in that way because I like to follow what I think LinkedIn said, and, and this is a great way to, to introduce this to students. Now, what do people think of you when you leave that room? Mm-hmm. So if you're in an interview room and you've interviewed and you finish the interview and you walk out, what do those recruiters in that room think of you? Are you memorable to them? And how do you become memorable to recruiters in word and action? Well, in word, it's through resume and cover letters that are uh, self-brand, written with self-brand in mind. And by action, it's how you interview, how you interact with employers, how you send thank you notes afterwards, how you negotiate salary. So I think that's what I really mean by my phrase of integrated counseling. I don't think you can separate the self from work, and we can thank Floyd for that. (laughs) (laughs) What are some of the events that the center holds for students throughout the year? There are quite a few of them. Yeah, we do provide a lot of events. Of course, COVID kind of got in the way with some of that. But we have done for the past 20 years, we do an annual job fair, a large career fair. There was a consortium of six colleges up until about, you know, maybe seven or eight years ago. We would co-sponsor a job fair with St. John's and Wagner and Brooklyn College, St. Joseph and St. Francis. We were always the host college, so we always uh, coordinated those. So we continue to do those. We are no longer part of the consortium, sorry to say. That kind of broke up. But we do an annual job fair, usually in the spring. We've done virtual job fairs and uh, and on-campus job fairs. This year we hope to have the hybrid model, too, using both virtual and also on campus. Mm -hmm. And we were actually the first CUNY college to do a virtual fair back in 2015, believe it or not. We did one in 2015 and 2016. And so we do job fairs. We also do employer presentations. We bring employers 
to the college weekly before COVID, and now we're trying to start that up again. And we do a series called Coffee and Careers. It's sort of an informal series where we bring employers and alumni to CSI to talk very informally with students over coffees, kind of the Starbucks model, and we use the Park Cafe here. And, you know, one of our better events, I think, is, again, relying heavily on CSI alumni is how I got from CSI to, and we've done that with CSI alumni who worked at LinkedIn and Google and Enterprise and PricewaterhouseCoopers, so those are events that we do as well. And in addition to regular appointments, and this year we are doing the LinkedIn Lounge here. We've done that for a number of years. John on our staff has really created a LinkedIn Lounge that's right here in the center where students can come every week and get professional LinkedIn shots for free um, and get some understanding about LinkedIn and help with creating their LinkedIn profile. We've done networking events with employers and business etiquette luncheons where we teach students how to interview over lunch or dinner and how not to order the spaghetti so that it falls in your lap. (laughs) I think mostly recruiters who have evaluated our students say that the area that, and and really this is I think the case for all students, but the area that our students really need most exposure in is networking and talking with employers and interacting with them in a way where they can tell their story. So those are some of the events that we've done. Upcoming next semester we're going to work with OIT, the Office of Information Technology, and ASAP, we're going to do, using that ovation, the virtual reality uh, interviewing headset, and help students with that. That should be very interesting and fun. And we will probably be doing more etiquette luncheons and and get more employers on campus. Um, And we really want to do that, how I got from CSI to whatever company that is. I think that was very popular with students and helpful to them, too. And we'll probably add some other things to that as we go along. Okay. Now, in your opinion, how successful is the center in helping students secure necessary experience and eventually rewarding jobs? How do you measure success in career services? Is it that students get jobs? Is it that students develop all the skills to get those jobs? It's so arbitrary in many ways. But, you know, we consider success if we have students who leave here feeling enough confidence in themselves, knowing that they have made an informed choice and that they feel a little bit nervous about interviewing, but they have the kind of skills and kind of practice to be able to negotiate an interview uh, in a good way. It's hard to know, honestly, because it's a little bit like when students are successful and they, they come to us and we help them with this body of skill, we get them into work-based learning, we get them into internships, they go on job interviews, they get the job, and then they're off and running. They don't come back. They don't swing back and tell us if they've 